Hey, Print Hustlers, Bruce from Printavo here. I am with Eduardo Carbia, all the way from Transom Screen Printing. He is in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Thank you, Eduardo, for joining us today. Hey, Bruce. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me at the podcast. Uh, it was good having you here in Puerto Rico. And uh, yeah, we are very, very happy to have uh, Printavo on our shop for sure. Awesome. We uh, So I actually met Eduardo, I think just from Instagram or looking around when I was in Puerto Rico, and he happened to be running a shop there, a beautiful shop actually, really, really clean. And we stopped in, we ended up hanging out, it was an awesome time. How did you even get into screen printing? Well, uh, this, uh, this business started out as a side business with my partner, Luis Sobrino, uh, 10 years ago. We're about to uh, celebrate our 10-year anniversary. Um, we both had different jobs at the same time, and uh, we were doing some some printing, you know, with other shops, and they were like very old and nothing modern. If you wanted to do like a good shirt, you had to you have to uh, order at the states, and then the shipping was really, you know, it wasn't cost effective for us. Sure. So yeah, so my partner is a business guy, and I'm the creative one. And uh, we teamed up and, and started, uh, we started Transom. It was, it was all focused on the marine and fishing industry because we were working, like the main job was on a boat. So we were on a dock and uh, we started doing the first shirt for the, the boat that we had. And then we moved up from there, all the boats that were next to us. So you were in marine fishing, what, like is that... Was that a recreation, like a tourism thing, or is that for actual catch and sell fish? Yeah, both both competition and uh, recreational. Very cool. And so you guys were doing that full time, and then started screen printing for the boat that you guys had, plus others. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it was really really awesome how. It all started from there, and uh, the the boat owner was really willing to, you know, let us do the first prints because, you know, the first prints are awful <laughs> yeah. when you start off. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, we did a couple of tries, and it came out well, and it started off from there. Since then, uh, we haven't had any trouble. There's a lot of orders coming in. That's awesome. And is most of your business in Puerto Rico? Uh, we could say, like, uh, 90%. Got it. We got a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people from the islands, uh, Virgen Gorda and uh, República Dominicana, and, you know, all the islands that are next to us that have seen our work, they uh, they they tried us and they, they've been hooked. Uh, we have them that, for example, uh, Dominican Republic, we, we've been working with them for about nine years now, like since the beginning. Printing in Puerto Rico and, and, and printing for Dominican Republic-based businesses, too, is that a competitive space? Are there a bunch of other shops, or are you guys the leader there? I think it helped a lot uh, that we have the niche of the fishing industry, mm -hmm. and that's how we get connected to all these islands. Because the tournaments, you know, they spread out. They're not in Puerto Rico. Sometimes you could go to Costa Rica. Sometimes you go to Venezuela. So we've been, you know, we've been putting our presence there, and uh, that's how we got some jobs. Interesting. And so you're starting to grow off of off of kind of networking through that fishing industry and growing um, 
when did you make this switch like full-time going from fishing to screen printing yeah right now right now fishing is sort of you know it's just a market that we attend but it's it's a good question you ask because it was like a turning point when we saw big orders coming in i mean like big companies sort of like for example subway you know first order was like five thousand shirts and you never do five thousand shirts for a tournament or or a boat here so that's when me and my partner you know started to to grow the business you know uh, the demand was really big so that's what that's when we uh, when we started to look at uh, automatic machines and all that stuff interesting how did those big orders come in or how did how did you network to find them I think it was agencies you know uh, word of mouth definitely there's a lot of people that know us me and my partner and uh, when they started noticing that we were doing the fishing stuff um, they just asked they asked if uh, we could do the commercial stuff and we said yes you mentioned agencies are those like ad agencies or yeah there's a lot of ad agencies here in Puerto Rico and uh, those are the ones that really you know bring on the big orders and stuff Interesting. I, I, um, there was a, a, at our conference this year, there was a shop that does a lot of live printing and they work with ad agencies as well. So that's mm-hmm. interesting that you bring that up too. How, how did you get connected with the ad agencies? Well, we know people. Uh, I'm also, like I said, this always was a side job. I, uh, I'm an industrial designer and I have a couple of jobs on the side and I work with ad agencies. Um, and that's how I got connected. Probably we do a lot of things for Toyota, uh, Lexus, and uh, just just big brands. And the other department needed shirts, and they we just got connected. Got it. Interesting. What? Um, so so you started off. You got those you know five thousand shirt job that came in. I'm assuming you guys had some sort of manual press at that point. Yeah. What was your thought process going through there? I'm sure it was you and your partner. Yeah, it was me and my partner. We were at his his parents' house. It was on the driveway, just like the the classic story, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just a manual press in the uh, in the driveway, a 200 feet square feet uh, garage, and uh, you know, it, it got in, it got uncomfortable. It got uncomfortable for for his parents and. Uh, we uh, we were you know we were ready to make the step so that's when we moved that's when we uh, bought the first machine it was a, a good demand a good problem for us got it were you guys so you did you were you able to finance it from there or did you pay for it outright or how does that work in yeah finance the first one uh, thank God we already have that covered uh, so we're in the second one right now and we financed that one also it was good help local bank. Banco Popular, and uh, they helped us a lot. They they've helped us like through all the uh, through all the process, and uh, they even gave us seminars and stuff. So they've been a good help. That's neat. How do you handle buying shirts and everything out there? Do they ship it, or do you have to stock inventory? Yeah, that's that's one of the stuff that I, that it, it's kind of tough for us. Uh, you know, working with Printavo. I mean, we would love to have like a better better relationship with the suppliers and the customers through, through Printavo. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of like a big challenge for us. 
because we we would love to do purchase orders, you know, through Printavo, and basically we we buy most of our in, most of our products with a local um, supplier. Oh, so, so they're, a they're not really there. yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, that's a big challenge for us. Sometimes you know boxes get lost, you know, for the client. The local supplier only has a minimum amount of type of shirts and colors, you know, very little, mm-hmm. which that's always a challenge for us. But, I mean, it's not a big challenge. It's just that you got to deal with shipping and then you can't get the shirt the same day. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so we, we work a lot with uh, suppliers outside Sanmar. We have uh, our biggest one is TSF Sportswear. They've been working with us since we started, and uh, they give us good numbers. It's a bit challenging, but uh, it's working fine. We already got it, you know, dialed up. Got it. So you guys are a two-auto shop. Um, how many folks do you guys have at the shop? Right now, we're about we're 10 guys. Yeah, okay. two girls. Two girls, eight guys. Awesome. So what were some different growth pains that have happened? I mean, because you started right at a garage shop. Now you have two automatic presses. What were some What were some interesting growth pains during that period? Oh, man, let's see. Uh, I mean, you know, getting getting really good at uh, quality, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that has been really challenging at the beginning. And... Uh, you ruin a lot of orders, and that's really there's a lot of pain on that, and uh, clients are not happy. I mean, that's a big challenge to be really good at what you do. That's been uh, the biggest challenge for sure. Is that been a lot more on the training side to help with your team, or has it been you know moving too fast, or what do you feel yeah. like has helped solve that? I think time, <laughs> time and dedication. You know, learning to stop and. Uh, you know, explain to the client that that we want to solve this problem. They want a special paint, for example. I mean, you read the manual and stuff, but you like, you really got to go through the whole process to be to be sure that all the variables are taken care of the right way. And uh, I think the best way is just to it's time. Really, you got to put a lot of time into your orders. You got to put a lot of attention to them. And uh, be willing to spend money, <laughs> be willing to do the order completely all over again. You know, that's we've learned a lot from that. Just stay focused on on all the things that you have to do on the order. Really. Oh, was there an example job that you were thinking about when you're talking about <laughs> redoing it again? There's a couple. There's a couple. I mean, still to this day, there's some stuff that you know go wrong, and uh, we don't like it, but. Uh, there's a lot of faces in in one order. There's margins of error. We're human. <laughs> it happens. But uh, yeah, the last order that we had a problem, it was sort of like that. We used a new reflective paint mm-hmm. that came from the states, and you know you don't know how much shelf life that that paint had, that ink had, and then when you, when it got here, it's something completely new. There's a lot of rush in the production area. You know, they, the shirt came out and it didn't glow as much as I, they sold it to us. And it was a big order. It's just, uh, it was a little bit aggravating to deal with all that stuff going around. But uh, we did a lot more testing. 
we try to calm down the client, you know, explain to him that this was something new. And uh, it all came out well, but there was like the first order was got destroyed. You know, when the shirts got uh, washed, they uh, they broke in pieces. You know, it, it, the paint would really bad. So how did you handle that with the customer? Like, how did you go back and explain it? Did you take it out of your pocket and do it over again? Or, I mean, talk me through yeah. what happened. Yeah, that's, I think that's one of our, 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 like, what sets us apart from the different companies is that we're, we're always willing to do the whole order again. I mean, obviously, if it's a huge order, this wasn't a huge order, but, you know, the one that I'm telling you about. But if it's a huge order, like, we, we take things... Uh, we say it in con pinzas, which is we you we every single sample that we get, we we take it to the client and he needs to approve it. We take the shirt and we clean it, like we wash it and stuff. If it's a big order, like we we all we do the whole process because we don't want to, you know, ruin a huge order for sure. But yeah, uh, what sets us aside is that we're always focused on having. A happy customer and if we need to do it again we'll we'll pay the whole order like we don't if there's loss and everything it's all right so you do customer press checks for larger orders are is that a certain piece size and above that you do that for um we definitely do it for our safety <laughs> on mm -hmm. big orders but there's there's even uh there's even some clients that come to us it could be a small 12-piece, 24-piece order, and they want to see it. And, uh -huh. yeah, we're able to do it, for sure. Gotcha. Are there um, – but is it like, you know, usually 200 pieces and above we do press checks for with the customer? Um, it just yeah, we could do somewhere around 500. 500 gets serious. Okay, okay. And do you charge yeah. for that, or is that a part of the process? Nah, nah. It's a 500 order. You know, it's it's worth it. Okay. It's just com it's complimentary. Yeah. Interesting. And so you'll wash it, you'll kind of pull at it a bit, and then show them a picture of it and like text them or email it to them. No, if I wash it, uh, that's for our safety. We don't want to like take that shirt to the to the client. Yeah. We only take it. Yeah, we only take it uh, before washing it, just so he could see the end product. Got it. And uh, yeah, we wash it for our. So we could go sleep calmly. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I, I definitely see that. I, I've seen some shops do every order and that they just yeah. take the extra time and bake it in, which is interesting because then they help reduce some of the spoilage there. And then some like yours, only kind of this segment and above. Well, there's sometimes that, I mean, the clients here, they don't have that time, you know, the, to come by the shop and just when the order, you know, when the first uh, shirt comes out, sometimes they can't come that day. And if the press is all filled with, with screens, you know, you can't stop the production. You know what I mean? Right. So we could send them, we could send them a picture and stuff, but uh, not, not all our clients can come and uh, see the, uh, the final product, the first right. preview. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, yeah. you've grown this business quite a bit. How how long of a time period is that from when you're in, in the uh, garage till today? That's 10 years now. We're going to be uh, celebrating 10 years oh, in right. September. 
You did say that. You yeah. Did say that. That's awesome. Congratulations yeah. as well. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so if you would have gone back maybe five years ago or so, what would you have done differently that you're like, man, I wish you would have done this earlier or I, you know, or we should have bought this or we should have, you know, did the, I don't know, anything. Yeah, if I could go back five years, I would definitely get a bigger shop because <laughs> we're really tight right now. Maybe have all the employees that we have right now. I wish I could like have them before. Now we have a big group, but maybe five years back, we were only four of us. And that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's good to have one person per department. You know, they get good at it, and uh, it helps a lot with the performance of the shop. So if we should, if we could have done that five years from now, maybe things will be things will be a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, uh, in in terms of pre-production, uh, we would love to have we would have loved to have Printavo back then. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing a little comment to you guys because it's. It really has helped us a lot in terms of like you have all the tools in one platform and you know we're starting to we're, we're, we're using it right now like 50% or say 50-60% there's a lot of stuff that we need to, to, to use still but it has been such a useful tool for us we do we're starting to do like a lot of huddles uh, every time we we finish uh, registering an order, we do like a company huddle. Everybody comes together and we open up Printavo and we see at the final product, the final sample. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really a useful tool. It's everything's there. Uh, we use a lot of tasks. Like when when we need somebody somebody to do something spe specifically specifically for an order, like we we use the tasks. Um, that 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 huddle you mentioned what, is that before they start mass printing a job just to yeah. make sure everything okay exactly yeah we do we do two huddles we do a first huddle with the printing department with the graphic design department before we we print the the films mm -hmm. to make sure that separation is well and sizes are good and positions and paints and all that stuff. You know, we do a little huddle there, but that's like with the with the uh, design department, and then we do like a big huddle, which which takes sometimes just like a minute, but it could take five minutes if we start seeing some different stuff that it's not on the shirt, or we need to get back to the client. The, these uh, these huddles have been really really good for uh, reducing problems at our shop. Interesting. And who's involved in that huddle? Oh, and thank you, by the way, for the... I didn't say thanks for the compliments. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, no, man. Thank, like, you. thank who, you. Who's who's involved in those huddles? Is You said it was everybody, or is it just like a production manager and you and... Well, the 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 press operator obviously is there. He's the guy that, that, that did the registration and uh, knows what's going on. There's a print manager, which he prepares which he prepares like all the pre-production. He makes sure that the shirts are there. He makes sure that the films are correct, which he's involved in the latest huddle, like the huddle before at the design department. Mm -hmm. uh, also the graphic designer needs to be there. 
and the girls. The girls, uh, Nicole, which you met, and Claudia, we also need to have them there because they're the ones that had the conversation with the client. And they know those little things. They know how the client uh, wanted the white. You know, I want like a complete white. Uh, I want a, a white on the shirt, but I want it to feel light. So they put all those notes there in Printavo, but it's good to hear from them. Mm -hmm. It's good, yeah, it's good that, that they can look at the first sample of the client that they were dealing with. Interesting. Before, yeah. It, and it, so you it, have that for every job? Yeah. Right now we, we are doing it for every job and it's reduced our problems like a lot. I mean, you're going to have the regular problems on the press where, you know, you don't see a pinpoint of ink and you see it on the on the 12th shirt, you know. That's just a regular problem. We could we could deal with that. But it's it's good to save a problem like uh there was a phone number on the back and it was it was spelled wrong. There was mm, a letter on gotcha. the yeah. And and it, when you do those huddles, you, like you you take some time and settle down and look at the preview, look at the original art and it save you. It's saving us really a lot of trouble. Got it. That's interesting. You mentioned something too about team and having the team that you have now then or what were you saying there? Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe it's the experience, but uh, like we had a, we have a person now just dedicated to the screen department. He cleans mm -hmm. them, he puts some emulsions on them. Like he, it's just uh, now the press operator stays at the press, and he's always focused on that. Ah, uh, the specialization. So yeah, and it, it's just uh, there's a lot of performance on the shop. Instead of having one guy doing like everything, sure. Even though we like everybody to learn all the positions, to learn a little bit about it, you know, because there's some, you know, sometimes some some uh, employees can be absent, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, we need to fill it out. But uh, yeah, I wish I wish we could have uh, afford five years back all the team that we had right now. Got it. To help with that specialization. Yeah. Sure. Interesting. So I know, um, changing gears a little bit, but I know that you have a bunch of other businesses on the side too. Uh, a lot of hobbies that you like and, and things going on. Well, first, how much time do you feel like you spend at the shop? And then how do you help? Because I think some shop owners definitely feel like they're glued to the shop, right? They need to be there or else like if this is an issue or whatever like they could have fixed it quicker or this or that how, how do you feel like you've gotten yourself to not be in the shop so much so you can do all this other stuff that you enjoy as well yeah good question and, and it, 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 it it ties to the group to what I, we were to what we were saying about having a lot of employees it gives us me and Luis my, my associate it gives us time to be out of the shop and do other things that we love to do, and uh, we're 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 building. It, you know, uh, we love Transom; it's our baby, and uh, it, it means a lot to us. And it's always our priority. If something happens with Transom, we're we're gonna be there 100%. But uh, yeah, I mean, my associate, it's in Transom, virtually or on the phone, like 100%, just like I am. 
but uh, he's a boat captain, so he has to be traveling. He could be, we could say he's out like 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. And and I am out doing the other stuff that I do uh, probably about 40-50% of the time. So having having people you can rely on and and know all the bases in in your shop, they really mean a lot to us. They they are the backbone of transom right now. Got it. So you really feel like you got you hired really good people to create or to own everything when you're out. Is there exactly. like a one person that kind of sits in your role when you're out or is it just a really good process that you set up or I mean dive into uh, that a little bit more. Uh, we don't, we don't think so. I mean, uh, there's, there's a lot of people that are really talented in their positions and they could run the shop by themselves, but I don't think they replace us, you know, our positions. It's a, it's a tough question to ask. Uh, I mean, when we're here, we, we are, we are overseeing the whole operation and we don't have a person that does that. I mean, there's one that, that takes care of the whole uh, production type uh, area, mm-hmm. and he oversees all that. And then there's uh, there's Nicole, which uh, just basically takes control of every order that comes in, and uh, every client that that knocks in our door and gives us a phone call. Like she could handle all that. But uh, yeah, we don't have like a a full manager that could take care of the whole shop. Like that's why we're always nearby or you know really close to our shop got it got it so it's really the individual people that you've hired are you feel like are very autonomous like they can continue they own they can make the right decisions yeah yeah talking about the people right so you being able to not have to be in the shop all the time being able to do the things that you love you mentioned that it was really people driven and that you hired very very good people was there anything else that you feel like that you did that or was it maybe the interview process or or you know how did you come across them um i think uh, the interview process was really fast uh it was just uh just getting to know each other, they they getting to know what what my associate and I want to do in the business, you know, and uh, we we try to try to be like good employers also. They they also have this benefit um, that they could they could print their own brand when they are out of the clock, mm-hmm. which is which is sort of like an encouragement. So they could have their own brand using our shop free. That definitely helps them, you know, to put more love into the process, you know, learn how to do things right. You know, they, they are going to have a product that we're going to that they're going to be selling. So they know that it has to be quality, a good quality product. And uh, that's that's the, the process that we want them to put in all of our clients, you know, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a cool perk. And then so they just buy the tees and then they can use all the equipment and everything. Exactly. Just wrapping up here because I know you got to run too. Is there anything that you would give, maybe a piece of advice or a tip that you've learned, you know, over your time growing Transom that you'd be able to give another shop? We've been solving problems since we started. <laughs> so there's a lot of tips that we could give uh, to other shops, but uh this that we just implemented is it, it's been really really uh, helpful 
really productive for us. Like just huddling up, it only takes a minute, and uh, you could like filter the whole order and make sure that everything's going well before mm-hmm. you start producing. And that's where the money gets wasted, and that's when the problem starts with the uh, with the client. You know, the the due dates change. All right, sorry for the interruption. We just had some Wi-Fi issues, but. Um, yeah, I was just wrapping up and asking you, you know, talking about the people, right? So you being able to not have to be in the shop all the time, being able to do the things that you love. You mentioned that it was really people driven and that you hired very, very good people. Um, was there anything else that you feel like that you did that or was it maybe the interview process or, or, you know, how did you come across them? Um, I think, uh, the interview process was really fast. Uh, it was just, uh, just getting to know each other, they they getting to know what what my associate and I want to do in the business, you know, and uh, we we try to try to be like good employers also. They they also have this benefit um, that they could they could print their own brand when they are out of the clock, mm-hmm. which is which is sort of like an encouragement that definitely helps them, you know, to put more love into the process, you know, learn how to do things right. You know, they, they are going to have a product that we're going to, that they're going to be selling. So they know that it has to be quality, a good quality product. And, uh, that's, that's the, the process that we want them to put in all of our clients, you know, for sure. That's awesome. So Um, I think they appreciate that. That's awesome. That's a cool perk. And then so they just buy the tees and then they can use all the equipment and everything. Exactly. Just wrapping up here because I know you got to run too. Is there anything that you would give, maybe a piece of advice or a tip that you've learned, you know, over your time growing Transom that you'd be able to give another shop? We've been solving problems since we started. <laughs> so there's a lot of tips that we could give uh, to other shops, but... Uh, this that we just implemented is—it's it, been really, really uh, helpful, really productive for us. Like just huddling up, it only takes a minute, and uh, you could like filter the whole order and make sure that everything's going well before mm-hmm. you start producing. And that's where the money gets wasted, and that's when the problem starts with the uh, with the client. You know, the the due dates change. I mean, if you could take five minutes with all the orders, I think that's the best thing we could, uh, the best advice we could give right now. It just helps to get everyone together. I mean, you don't have, we don't do a lot of meetings, but that sort of works like a meeting because you got everybody together and we're talking about all the details about the order. And at the same time, you're, you're avoiding problems. Got it. That's awesome, man. I like that. I like the huddle idea as well. Eduardo, thanks so much for being able to join us and, and just sharing your story behind Transom yeah. and kind of getting into some of the details here, too. You sure. guys can follow him at Transom PR on Instagram, right? Correct, correct. Sweet, sweet. So they're awesome. And if you're in the area, definitely DM them and you'll be able to stop by. Yeah, come on by. We have, uh, we have uh, a vert ramp. <laughs> you could skateboard also like you did. <laughs> yeah. That's upstairs, which is super cool. They've got a really great spot and in a nice area of the neighborhood, too. So, Eduardo, thank you so much. 
Yeah, Bruce, thanks for having us, and uh, see you soon. See ya. All right, take care.